Hello, everybody. We're coming to you live from, from the mall. <laughs> We're sitting in the uh, place where they get the fireplace crackling. We're gonna do it from the easy chairs. Here. Yes. Welcome to uh, to Christmas with Craft Beer Radio. <laughs> so this isn't. This is actually like four different things Greg has mixed together mm-hmm. on his laptop. He has a really put together a really nice sound bed, I think. So it's wonderful what you can do with YouTube. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's Christmas Day. It is the 25th. It is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So just recently we heard the news about uh, George Michael. Not the one from Rustin Development. Not the one from Rustin Development. And, uh, well, it's, it's been that kind of year. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm not too torn up about George Michael. Yeah, I did, did, I'm more torn up about like Carrie Fisher. Speaking of, it was it was now when it was really funny when Heather told us Greg came over earlier. We we're exchanging gifts with the kids, mm-hmm. playing with the kids a little bit. Kids were getting a little bit tired and cranky, so you know I'm like I can't believe I can't send to the bed at six thirty. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Heather's like, George Michael died. And Greg's like, wham. <laughs> yes. That was good. Thank that you. was real good. <laughs> um, yeah, I can take credit for that completely, because that came to me right then and there. And, yeah, it was perfect. Uh, but speaking of uh, Carrie Fisher, let's talk about Star Wars Rogue... Rogue One, One. Yes. Empire 143. So, <laughs> for Greg not being a Star Wars fan, he hasn't stopped talking about this fucking movie since it what came out. What else is there to talk about? <laughs> I don't like, know, probably nothing. what else is there going on? Yeah, you're probably right, but I'm like, he, he, Greg doesn't think it's a very good movie. And I don't think it's a very good movie. And he hasn't stopped telling me about it since. You're the only one who will listen. Uh... <laughs> I can complain about Westworld more. I mean, Westworld, let's talk about Rogue One. I mean, Westworld. I'm going to talk about what I liked about it, okay. and you can talk about what you hated about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I probably watched the movie as a fan. Mm-hmm. Save for what you will, but I enjoyed. That's uh, totally understandable for you to watch it as a fan, and acceptable for you to enjoy it as a fan. I think my tweet about it was as a movie or st- Rogue One. As a story, 4.5. As a Star Wars story, 7, probably. Mm-hmm. Right. So, spoilers for uh, yes. people who uh, haven't seen Rogue One yet and want to get the biggest spoiler out of the way. Everyone dies. Almost. Every, well, everyone, every, all the main characters die. All the die, main yes. characters die. So you don't have to worry about them. You don't have to care about them. And they let you... They, they let you go get away with that because they don't bother to have you care about them at all in the, in mm-hmm. the first place. I should not get in the way of you telling. <laughs> right. So, no, I agree. Like, there was only one character that where I was moved when he died. And it was an android. Right. <laughs> it was K2SO, which I think is the best droid in any of the movies, by far. Uh... I mean, IG-88, who's an assassin droid, didn't really have any parts other than, you know, non-speaking parts, so you can't really tell that he's a badass. Well, yeah, IGD is just, it's, there's no character there. It's yeah. a background object. 
Uh, other droids. I think that C-3PO is a more compelling droid. Yeah. Ruined by the first three movies, if you consider those. There's that. He, he, he has his... Yeah, maybe I'm looking at the compendium of C-3PO. Yeah. And, I mean, like, even his line in Rogue One was more <laughs> too Lucasy. Such fan service to put them in there in the first place. Yeah. But it was too much Lucas. You know, if, just the line is like, oh. If they're watching the ship take off, then how are they going to be inside the the rebel ship when Princess Leia needs to give the... Uh, well, that was the ship leaving for the... No, because his line was something like, Admiral blah 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 is, ta- is, is going to... to there. I thought that was when they were going to the, um... Oh, maybe you're right. I thought it was the second to last journey they made where they went off to, uh... rescue... I don't think her so. Her dad. I don't think so, no. Yeah, good point then. I don't know. How Tana 4? How they got on Tana 4? Tana 4, that's the name of the... Of Leia's uh, ship uh, uh, at the, the beginning uh, of... Oh, that's the name of the, the Leia's ship? Yeah. No, not the big... No. Tana 4 is Leia's ship. The one that was inside the belly of the yeah. big... Yeah, The big squid ship. Yeah. The Calamari Cruiser. Um, okay, so the movie starts out, and it... Tana 4. Yes. It... Like you said, nothing happens for the first hour. You know, the things that do happen is, like, they're on a hundred different planets, and it's hard to keep straight, you know, what's... Well, no one... You don't get any on. sense of who these people are, other than that they're depressed. You get that. Mm-hmm. You get a ridiculous scene with Forrest Whitaker that makes no sense. You get... Well, that, so, the Forrest Whitaker character is a character from Clone Wars. So... I, I'm not... I'm giving you background on why he had the part that he had, not that I liked does, it. N- knowing that he's his character in Clone Wars, does I never that... saw that Clone War. I never, I never really watched through Clone Wars. I couldn't, didn't like it. Okay. So, so, so I'm not. So, like I said, I'm not. I'm not trying to justify it. I'm yeah. trying to flesh out some additional information, so you know why the decision was made. Not that it was a good decision. Um, but apparently he was a badass character, and the nerds who wanted to see him were really happy to see him, even though he was old at that point. Didn't do anything besides, yeah, and do some weird, like, high-pitched voice thing, and then, I'm gonna stay here! But I could run, but I'm not going to, because, I don't know. Because no one thought to write that plot point (laughs) out. (laughs) Don't have the budget for that shit. <laughs> it's Disney. You have the budget for that shit. Um. So I I liked the movie overall to help flesh out the the universe. The, you know the story of the you know the. Like you said, it's not a great story. What but part of that needed fleshing out? I liked to see how, how it fit into the timeline. I I thought it was really cool how it like went directly into Tana 4 escaping and well, being pursued it's, by it's the we, when we, we talked about this before this thing started and that was one of the things we were considering like maybe it, it'll maybe the last shot will be the first shot yeah. of a new hope. Well, I like when they 
I mean, and that's sort of what it is, but it also makes what, from what I remember of A New Hope, it makes it it makes a lot of the dialogue picking in the beginning pretty dumb. Yeah, because like Vader, because she's like, we're on a diplomatic, a diplomatic mission. mission. <laughs> Bitch, I just saw you run away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, uh, to me, Tana Four was in route from Coruscant to Alderaan. That's that's kind of the assumption assumption yeah, that yeah. I had built up in my mind, mm-hmm. and I don't know how you pass that off when. It really seems like Vader or Vader Star Destroyer saw Tana Four leave the battle, right. and is the first shot of Episode Four probably takes place within a few hours. Probably within a day, yeah, or yeah. two at most. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but I, you know, the fan of me, I still liked how they tied that in. I like thinking about how there was a Red Five in the battle, and then, you know, like three days later, Luke Skywalker joins the Rebellion and gets assigned Red Five. You know? Okay. So the guy's seat wasn't cold for very long. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was I was hoping that... Not that they'd be big characters in the movie, but I was hoping we could see live-action versions of the characters in Rebels. I thought that'd be cool, taking cartoon characters and making them live-action. Well, they already did it with Forrest Whitaker's character, so they yeah. they felt like they yeah, could guess. have done that, so why didn't they? I yeah, mean, I if, they were, if they were doing fan service up to that point, I don't understand why they didn't go the full So battle. they did put the droid from Rebels in Chopper. He was in one really quick cut mm-hmm. um, yeah, outside you, the Rebel base. You showed that to me, and I was like, that, that's barely no. even, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, again, I wasn't trying to make much of an no, argument. The, 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 no, this is this is the, the the point we were making was the point I was making was that the the, whole, the droid system, the naming of droids oh, is, is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so there was there was three for people who haven't looked into this. There was three really quick calls out to rebels. There was the shot of Chopper outside the rebel base. Um, Right around the same time, I think it was when Jin and... a little trash can droid. He's an astromech droid. He's, he's really old. He's from the Clone Wars era. His backstory was he crashed on um, the Tulik planet and Hera, the leader of the Rebels show, you know, found him and that's her droid now. Um, so her name's Hera Syndulla. There's a page over the intercom when they're in the bay. Is General Sindula, please come to the briefing room. So that was a call out to, to her. And it's um, big gal, so there could be a lot of Sindulas. It's a popular name. It's like it could be. Yeah. But then, it's like Smith in, or... but in the battle, there was the ghost, or at least a ship the same model as the ghost in the battle, and it was in two two real quick shots. So, you know, I think they're saying Hera. They to me, they're saying. At least Hera is still alive from Rebels, mm-hmm. and she's still fighting with the Rebellion. Didn't take part in the Battle of Yavin 4, so... No. Must have, must have died in this one. Oh, well. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's curious how many... You know, I don't know. I think this is... I think, that someone, I, think I saw that this is the last season of Rebels. So they might actually run the Rebels right into this battle or something like that. It could be interesting to see how those are tied up. Uh, yeah. I think that it was, the end of the movie was fun. 
like one of my favorite scenes, the effects on when the rebellion is getting ready to jump to light speed and Vader's Death Star comes in and the that ships was, crash into it and kind of just glance off that, it. I, I did like that scene. I thought that was fun. I thought the scene with Vader was ridiculous and overdoing, way overdoing it. For, I was I was hoping not uh, totally unnecessary, completely unnecessary to the plot, and just there for for fan service. Yeah, I mean, look how Vader came into Episode Four. He didn't come yeah. leading his army. He let the infantry come in, put down the fighting, and then he came through. You know, also was hoping that we could see Vader be a little bit more of just the mid level henchman type guy and they kind of they kind of not you know it's hard to tell they had a scene where where the dude with the white cape goes to him for no reason just to commiserate with him for some reason and then Vader ends it with a pun and it was just <laughs> you're, you're you're putting your hands in your face like what are they doing what is what is happening this is in probably the most boring part of the movie also that middle section mm-hmm. of the movie is ridiculously boring, uh, such that I um, I stopped it when I was watching. I was like, and I went and did something else and came back to it. It was it was that boring. Uh, Max got a little bored in the middle, yeah, as well, yeah. And the, the kind of thing like as I was um, mentioning, you know, to you, I if you get this, if 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 you are a fan of this movie and you buy it. You're going to get the DVD, you're going to watch it, and the next time you watch it, you're going to skip to the third act. Because there's no point in watching the first two acts. Maybe you'll like go to one scene, watch the introduction of K2SO. Alright, that was fun. Let's, let's go skip to the part where things like a- there's actually things happening. Right. So I can at least get involved in, in, in that visceral sense, if not from a I care about these characters sense. Right. I mean... All this being said, I didn't have super. I didn't have really good expectations. Being an off-year Star Wars release, I uh-huh. thought it was going to be, now granted, not low budget, but I didn't think there'd be tons of attention to detail to good dialogue, good characters, you know. So I think it ex- it definitely exceeded my initial expectations. I mean, I'm, I was it, looking for characters. I was looking for because you you said you know that this was all background you were interested in. This was all covered. In that scroll, mm. <laughs> before episode four starts, right? You you know how this is going to end. You know this story. You don't need to know right. the So details. you want Apollo 13 to make it interesting, even though you know the outcome. Type yeah, I, I, I want to be invested in who these people are, because otherwise, why do I care? I know how it's going to end. I know what's going to happen. There's not, there's there's nothing, there's no puzzle box here for me to solve. Mm-hmm. Uh Show me why I should care that these characters are, are doing this, and it never even bothered. I didn't under I didn't get the Jin character at all. Like, what was her deal? She she one scene she seemed to be like depressed and uh, and upset. Next scene she was like, oh, hope, hope is what we have. Like, where is she getting this this hope thing from? It comes from nowhere in her backstory or in her development. Mm-hmm. The uh, Prince Caspian dude. What's his name? Cassio? Cassiopeia? Cassian, Cassian, I think. Uh, he has... I, I've done bad things. And that's it. Uh, and... 
got the pilot. The, the pilot, it was just an empty vessel. The the two gay guys who they couldn't call gay. <laughs> uh, the monk and the heavy machine gun. Right, right. It, I assume they were supposed to have characters, but they didn't. Because, I mean, there was, there was enough time put into them that it would have been interesting to see if they had characters. Other than the fact that they cared about each other, mm-hmm. I, and, and one of them would, thought he was... Maybe had some like a tune with the force, but you never got to explore any of that, other than him walking around and not getting shot. Mm-hmm. And he uses that power at the end to pull a fucking switch. Are you kidding me? How many switches were there at the end of this movie? It was like a video game. It was like <laughs> it's like Doom. We had to get it to find the red switch, find the blue switch, find the gray switch. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of switches. Yeah. The whole thing was designed to be a video game. It, 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 like th- that whole last part, w- what was kind of propulsive about it was that you could see this. The, oh, this is a video game. This is you know they got to turn the switches and, and she has to go into the little thing. There's, and there's little. I, I love the little device they use to pick out the hard drive. Uh, I thought I was like, okay, that could be a little video game like mini puzzle, <laughs> right? That's yeah. That was a weird robotic remote hands controller for the mm-hmm. disk drives. And so, yeah, I, I was not not a fan of the movie. I couldn't figure out why the Empire was using disk drives when the Jedi Temple used, you know, holographic storage. <laughs> and it went back, and, they just, and the Empire goes back to vector graphics. Uh, no, I, I I really liked the attention to detail. You know, this, even though it might not have made logical sense through the through the production of the movies in chronological order or the move the the plot order mm-hmm. um but i really liked how when we're watching shots inside the rebel base like all the hairstyles or 1978 hairstyles sure, well, yeah, that, that's fun and, and yes i agree that 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 was a good attention to detail and when they were in um, cassian's ship going to the um the one planet like the bulkhead of the ship. It just was like low-budget spaceship effects. It looked like the Millennium Falcon. You know, I just really liked some of those attention to detail to make it feel like it happened right at the same time as I agree. Four. They did put, you know, they, they put work into it. There were a lot of very skilled and talented people putting a lot of effort into making this thing look good. Mm-hmm. It did look very good. So you... Greg was unimpressed with... Um, Grand Moff Tarkin, who was oh, a yeah. CG character, because yeah. uh, uh, was named Peter. Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing died. One of my favorite performances in in, in, the, in four was Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin. Mm-hmm. I loved his. I mean, chewing scenery like hell, but like you say, you're far too trusting. <laughs> that line gets me up all the time. Mm-hmm. But so this was, you know, a um, probably a, a motion capture type performance with face mapping or something mm-hmm. like that. And I knew it was in there. And, well, actually, you know what? I didn't know it was in there. But I knew Peter Cushing was dead. Right? So I'm watching this, and I'm like... Uh, and I was, I was looking at that. I'm like, they must have done CG on that. And I was in the second row watching it on an X, one of those Cinemark XD screens, not quite IMAX. And I thought it looked impressive, looked really good. There was no uncanniness, no cartooniness. Super uncanny to me. I mean, I, I saw it on a cam, on a, you know, telesync, so it's not, wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
viewing conditions, but it really looked super fake. And, and that and the Leia thing at the end was... I thought Seiya, Leia looked puffy. Um, I thought I thought Cushing looked good. I didn't think Leia looked... Leia looked okay. Uh, let's see. Looking through some of the notes we had. Uh, one thing that, that, that was mentioned in some of the stuff I was reading was what if, like... What if this was a spy movie where where you had like a Ocean's Eleven's like caper and they had to mm-hmm. to do that? That would be much more interesting. That was probably one of the things. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm disappointed. The thing I'm probably most disappointed with is that the rebellion gained the Death Star plans by this reckless, yeah, rogue maneuver by someone who's not even in the rebellion who stole a ship, you know, and then you know forced people into a battle they didn't want to be into. Right. You know, and and that was a successful strategy. That's the thing I'm most disappointed about with the whole movie. Yeah, the the you're supposed to have the the rebellions at the end say, "Okay, we're with you." But no, it turns out that all what you needed was all the the killers and people who were upset at what they had done, including Cassio, to be like, "Okay, we're with you." Instead of speaking up during the meeting, they had mm-hmm. to wait until afterwards. Um Let's see. Uh, movies. I thought it might have been cool. Space. It's been old. I thought. It, yeah. I said it might have been cool. The space battle and shit were distraction for the intel gathering. Mm-hmm. That would have been a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. They could have. Um... One thing I, I did like there, there were some. I mean, there were definitely things in the, in the, that I liked. I liked that they didn't do a crawl, but they started with a minor key, which you know starts the crawl. It's sort of. I mean, it still had the pan to planet type right. thing in it. So, you know, it was kind of an homage. But I think you know, they're reserving the crawl yeah. for the mainline movies. Yeah, that, after episode fine. nine, who knows what they're going to what yeah. gonna do with crawls? Well, but. That, that, that's fine. It doesn't need to have a crawl, um, but it, I'd, I'd like that, like starting it in in, in a minor key as, as that sort of that same note that starts the crawl, mm-hmm. but doing a minor key and then okay, you're in this different thing. But then, of course, there was no story for for the whole for that hour. Um, I would say, yeah, if the Death Star is, is powerful enough to just destroy the surface of a planet, why does it need to go blowing up planets? Why bother? It's easier to mine asteroid junk? Than it seems is. like the asteroids cause a lot more <laughs> issues uh, than otherwise. I mean, I... I get sort of the showmanship. I mean, so we had, I can, we kind of, had, I think that was, a, yeah. we kind of had a fun back and forth, you know, just, I'm trying to justify it mm. with, you know, whatever arguments are coming to mind, not, not, not fully behind them, but okay, let's imagine that not all the kyber crystals were installed yet, so it couldn't do full power, you know, it could only do that power, you know, that kind of thing. And then, okay, maybe they don't, can't control the power, so they have to blow up planets once it's fully armed and operational <laughs> this fully armed and operational battle station now you're pulling things from the third yeah I know uh I like when I why is it a parabolic dish doesn't make any sense midichlorians 
I, I liked the idea that they were kyber that kyber because I didn't know what kyber crystals were until mm-hmm. this movie, and then that they're lightsaber. I thought that was kind of a nice fuck you to the Jedi, where you yeah. take your lightsabers and use them to fucking blow up planets. Yeah. Um, so you, you, I haven't talked to you in person. I didn't. I don't think I typed it all out. But so in the Force Awakens, yes, when Finn and um, when they're escaping in the Tie Fighter, Finn and Poe, Finn and Poe are escaping in the Tie Fighter, and there's that underbelly rocket launcher that shoots the white photon torpedo things. Yes. That was a kyber crystal. Those were aft cannons. Okay, but Hux... Somewhere in there they said kyber. No. Because I just watched it. Oh, you just watched to it? Test it? Really? Because I wanted Maybe. to see what how how the first hour of Force Awakens holds okay. up. Much better. No, but then I read somewhere that those are kyber, I guess. I thought I got that from the movie, though. Or I'm making shit up. It wasn't mentioned. Hmm. I, I would have noticed it. Okay. They're just called the F cannons. Okay. Um I don't know where I got that from. I thought it was I thought I thought Hux or someone beside Hux said, you know, what they were. So let's see. Um The Vader scene, whole scene was pointless. Didn't need to be reminded that Vader was there. Uh It was an easy way to to build desperation, I think. I mean, they probably could have done it with a couple brigades of stormtroopers, too. But Yeah. I would have been happier with a couple brigades of stormtroopers, because, like I said, it seemed like Vader didn't really board the ship, board Tana 4, until things had calmed down. Oh, no, I'm, well, I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about the end, I'm talking about the, the scene with Vader in the middle. Oh, in the middle, okay. Completely gotcha. unnecessary. Oh. Technically unnecessary for Vader to be there at the end too, but but you know whatever. Um, I understand that the need to do some fan service in there. It was very silly, but as a Star Wars thing, it was it was, it was fun. I, it was fun, but it was not at all necessary. Right. Uh, Manny Boffins, Hero of the Rebellion. It's a picture Greg sent to me. It's um, one of the guys. You know, like from that first scene of A New Hope with the big white helmet and the, the vest and the white sleeves. And um, so a lot of people had a mis- mem- a bad, me- a false memory, including me, that we have um, Mon Mothma. Mon- 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 yeah. And, you know, she says, many boffins have died to bring us this information. And that's actually from Return of the Jedi when they're talking about the second Death Star. But you know, as soon as you see Mon Mothma, in, it was not in the first two. So as soon as you see her, as soon as you see her in the trailer, you're like, "Oh, that's yeah." She was talking about the first Death Star, and then you watch Rogue One and you don't see any Bothans dying. I don't even know what Bothans are. So in extended universe, it's a it's a little hairy creature that's really good at computer hacking or something like that. So. Yeah. Um, something along those lines, I guess. So I, instead, it's just a dude named Manny Bothan. <laughs> right, right. So, but when I saw this picture, now Greg says that this is an old meme thing. I'm pretty sure it is. But when I saw this picture, it, it looks like it could have been that dude that handed the data <laughs> through the stuck hatch <laughs> to Tana 4, you know, because he died to yeah, get us this information. <laughs> so, I thought it was... And some other dudes, but Manny Bothan's died. <laughs> um. See, oh, so I, I made a point about how I 
I still feel like the best Star Wars movie since Return of the Jedi <laughs> was Guardians of the Galaxy. Point being, of course, it's not a Star Wars movie, but it had everything about Star Wars that, that made Star Wars fun. It's a fun adventure movie, yeah. good characters, uh, reason, just a, a very straightforward villain, uh, pretty simple good versus evil thing, some, some space stuff, some, some mystical stuff, and just it was a lot of fun. You enjoy watching it. Oh, it's 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 a yeah. The previews for um, they had a really long preview for Guardians Volume Two before Star Wars, and <laughs> we're laughing like nuts. Yeah. Did you see the one with Baby Groot and the bomb thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am Groot. No, no, no. Oh, it's, I, mean, I can't read. I can't do it justice. Yes, but it's, it's funny. It's funny, it, it, and who knows if, if if the second one will be as good as the first one? But the first one to me was just like I say that. Uh, a great Star Trek movie was Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. It's not Star Trek, but it's very—it's hitting those same beats. It's doing those that same formula as Star Trek. Um, I mean, I, I I understand what you're saying, and I'd say you're probably like eighty percent there on that one. I just there's there's definitely things about Guardians that you know there's that I don't know to me don't feel Star Wars. I mean if, at some some points it's more fun than any Star Wars, you know. More because sure. cause the you know Star Lord's a smart ass, you know. Well yeah, there's things about Galaxy Quest that don't yeah. feel Star Trek, yeah. but I mean it's you know, Star Trek is not a <laughs> I mean it's a it's a pastiche of, of, of Star Trek, not a Star Trek mm-hmm. but it, but it gets the Star Trek story beats and sort of the Star Trek uh the crew is important as as anybody else, and that sort of thing, and the whole. I mean, all the all those aspects are are there. So that that's more what I'm talking about. No, I mean it's almost like taking. Oh, I don't know what would be a good example. Um, I would say Rick and Morty and putting it in space, but they've been in space, you know. But like the dialogue that you get from a Dan Harmon show or something yeah. like that, you know, that's kind of the dialogue you get in Guardians. It's not nearly as clever, but it's 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 fun. It's still it, yeah. it's fun. It's a fun adventure. Is more <laughs> what I'm talking about. I heard some people say uh, Fifth Element. To okay. me, the Fifth Element is borderline unwatchable. But yeah, I've watched it a few times, and it's let's talk about uh, whether a Star Destroyer would beat a uh, uh, the Enterprise. <laughs> Because I mentioned, because I was looking at this this thing uh, that, that that is uh, dimensions of starships, and just the standard, like the lowest level, uh, star destroyer that that they have is way bigger than the Enterprise. You can see the mm-hmm. Enterprise here, and it's like tiny. I mean, it's not tiny compared to it, uh, it's, but it's, it's two and a half smaller. times longer. Yeah, and, and the Enterprise, like the, the Enterprise. D, like the the galaxy class, the big one, mm-hmm. the thousand people on board. And this thing, this, this fucking thing is huge. This uh, star destroyer. You'll be able to fly the Millennium Falcon through its hulk of a shell. So <laughs> it's got to be big. Uh, I thought that was through a super star destroyer, like you know the, the big ones that are actually like mm. two miles long. But who knows? Uh, it's, it's a lot of material. There's, there's a lot of. Oh, yeah. A lot of material going into making this shit. Uh, but still, uh, and I explained to you why the Enterprise would still just totally destroy <laughs> any of these things. For, if you want to do a fictional universe battle, Star, Star Trek's got you beat. If not, if for no other reason than transporters. Transporters are the cheapest shit 
out there. I mean, it's super cheap. The ability to, to beam one thing from one place to another, uh, you know, that is fucking cheap as hell, but it is completely an, an absolute overpowering thing. Just, you don't because what I mentioned, you don't even have to materialize, rematerialize. So he things. wants to transport everyone on the Star Destroyer out into space. Just, you don't, not even, like, because you don't even have to reform them into space. You can just dump them out as energy. <laughs> You just, well, that's where you put them into the replicators. So you, yeah, you, you could you could turn them into yeah, turn them into the slop and, and make food out of them. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Just bloop, there goes everybody. All right, that's done, and now you have a star destroyer. <laughs> you can dismantle yeah. and turn into a new yeah. enterprise. I mean, in in Star Trek, they have shields that, that are you know capable of defending against this, but uh, they don't have those kind of shields in in Star Wars. They have like placement shields in the place in front of things and Star Wars I mean Star Trek they've been able to get through like even Star Trek shields if you get the right frequency and you match it up and you get the window right so yeah you can you can do a lot of fucking fucked up things it seems anticlimactic works. though it does seem anticlimactic but you want to know who will win that and also the the, uh, the Enterprise is, is much more maneuverable be cool to see like who's the evilest race in the Romulans, I guess, or the evilest race. The in evilest Star Trek? race in Star Trek. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying the to think. Dominion, probably. Okay, I'm just thinking. You know, they could find some primitive planet, right, and just all the sentient beings on it. Bloop. Yeah, <laughs> new planet, tons of resources. Sure. Well, the Dominion would have no qualms about doing that um, because they hate all solids. They're they're changelings. No. They hate all solids. All right. No. No, not familiar with them at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're kind of they're, they're liquid based, but they can turn into you know they can mimic other life forms. Okay, so sounds like fun. Um, what else? There's also the question of droids, <laughs> which is what 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 what. what? <laughs> BB-8. Naming the naming of droids doesn't make any sense to me. BB-8, BB-8, right? So that is the eighth BB unit to, to roll off the to roll off the factory. Well, no, he's he's an orange and white, one of a kind. So they probably save the low new serial numbers for the premium orders. So there's probably like BB nine CF A four. See how can you never see those? Like you see R two D two, not R two D four six one two one eight. Uh, deep pockets, lots of premium names, I guess. <laughs> D two in hex is two hundred and ten, so he might have been the two hundred and tenth R two unit off the line. That's that's still this is a galaxy wide. But, but he's also like forty years old, you know, when he, he's still in service. So uh, at least forty years old. You mentioned I said you know that that there's no every droid has a serial number. You said oh no, there's chopper. I was like chopper. That's from Rebels. It's from Rebels, right? It doesn't count. And he said, it does count because it was in this movie. <laughs> but the, the thing that, that bugged me is like, FN2187 is a bad name. So you have to call him Finn. Mm-hmm. But BB-8, that's fine. We'll, we'll stick with that. C-3PO, R2-D2, that's fine. Yeah. FN2187, too much. Too much to fucking handle. You're organic. <laughs> Be proud. 
Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, that was the, that's I guess all the Star Wars stuff that I have to talk about. I didn't like it. Uh, give me characters. Is it that hard? Westworld, Rogue One. Come on, guys. Characters. Like, I want to know who these people are. I want to care. You get me to care. Maybe I like your movie a lot more. I, I'd be so much more willing to forgive mistakes and and things that are silly if I'm interested in what the hell is going on. If I have some emotional attachment to the movie, give me that. Come on, Star Wars. It's the end of the year. Give me something. I'm gonna be talking about your movie for three weeks. <laughs> There's nothing else to talk about. <sighs> Can you start talking about episode 8 now? Coming out next Christmas. Then the Han Solo movie. There's going to be a Star Wars movie forever. Yes, there is. (laughs) Every year now is going to be another fucking Star Wars movie. For the rest of time. After you die, after your kids die, after their kids die. Yep. There will still be Star Wars movies. It will outlast us all. The robots that take us over will be making Star Wars movies. Because they will recognize that it's good business. <laughs> and C-3PO and R2-D2 will still be in every single yes. one. <sighs> when the aliens some, find us... But some will be good, some will be bad. It'll be like Marvel movies. or When the aliens find us, they will think... That we lived on Tatooine. <laughs> and we They'll find Max's them. Star Wars toys and think that they're... And that we believed in the Force. <laughs> Look, they've been worshipping the Force for a thousand years. A thousand <laughs> generations. Oh, Star Wars. Hey, the Marvel movies have been consistently interesting and at the very least decent and have had good characters none of them have been shit and none of them have bored me to level Rogue One bored me Iron Man 2 came pretty close okay pretty close I haven't seen very many of them Uh, I've seen and I, I haven't I haven't seen the Incredible Hulk. Uh, and Thor: The Dark World wasn't very good. Can't all be gems. They can't all be gems. It's true. The but preview for uh, what, what's the new one? Star no Star Star Spider Man Spider Man. Yeah, I mean I knew it had Spider Man in it. I couldn't remember if it was a yeah. Spider Man movie or yeah. what, but it had. Uh, you know, looked fun. It looks like another fun. I mean, it's it's going to be more of the discuss. You know, like. Kind of like how Civil War was Spider-Man discovering his mm-hmm. abilities. Uh, this is going to be fleshing that out some more. So mm-hmm. it, it seems like a good way to reboot Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, they... give give us a fun character and, and then let's get and delve into his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Get me interested in these characters that are sure. going for sure. All right, let's uh, move on to the beer show. Sounds good. Awesome. <laughs> 